0: Live from a strip mall in the heart of the Ozarks, it's the Horrible Movie Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. You have tuned in and downloaded a very special episode of the Horrible Movie Podcast. This is the greatest hits, folks, volume two. Now you, my friends, have stumbled upon a gold mine, a treasure trove, a bevy of beautiful box office, buffoonery. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Now listen, you've you come along the right time. We have a volume one that aired last week and a volume two that's airing this week, folks. You are going. You're in for a treat. We have a whole, a couple of musical numbers. We have some, still some more comic book stuff. We have some video game movies in this one. We have some sequels. And Phil, when there are sequels, there's some horrible movies going on. Um, I just want to say a couple of things. Uh, follow us on Twitter at OneHorribleMovie. Download us. On iTunes, rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us out so much to go up those charts. Graphs, charts, Venn diagrams, the whole lot. Um, you can download us on iTunes, Google Play. We're on Stitcher again. Uh, after the incident, they cut us off of there, so we had to come back, uh, but we're back now. and um, We're also, you can find us at revolverpodcast.com great place to download other podcast episodes also the com is a website created by orange tie web design marketing and branding here's what I'm going to tell you last week I described it as a functional website jared gave me some hard critics critic about that our website is the best website you've ever seen and i'm not i'm not shorting any website you've ever seen it's better than amazon.com phil like it's better than Craigslist, which Craigslist is kind of weird looking. So really, yeah, it it's is. way better than.
2: It, it's definitely better, better than Craigslist. Craigslist is weird. Yeah, it, it looks
1: terrible. It's, it's like it's like the seaport. You walk. You like the. You walk down to the boardwalk, like onto a dock at an old seaport, and you're like, "What do you guys have here? We got fresh fish here!" And this like. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of is Web
2: 1.0, like the kind of websites we would have looked at in Netscape Navigator back in
1: 1996. It started as an Angel Fire site, I guarantee you. Yeah. I guarantee you it was Angel Fire when it started out. Isn't that weird?
2: It has images, though, so it's it's kind of cutting edge. Gross
1: images. It's a gross place. All right, so here we go. Check it out. Check it out, man. Check out this scene. We have some awesome movies. Greatest Hits Volume 1. Man, you are gonna love this, Phil. And I'm so glad you're along for the ride. I really am. Volume Jared two. Volume two. Yes. Did I say volume one? I think so. Mm. Volume two. Now listen, Jared got to ride along for volume one last week. I think you can do better than Jared. I don't know about that. Oh I'll do my best though. Yeah, you'll you'll be fine, Philzy. You'll be fine. Um okay. So without further ado, and I mean no further ado, there will be no more ado around okay we're gonna do this without a do <laughs> what to do all right and we're gonna count down five four three two one greatest hits volume two coming to a podcast near you it's a horror movie podcast with philzy and i'm jack and i'm bear wolf Woo-hoo! yeah
3: on the radio hot
1: next one what, 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 three. Get out of here, Beer Wolf. All right, horror movie podcast greatest hits volume two. Beowulf is not on this episode, folks. You'll never, <laughs> you'll not hear him again on this episode. Gosh, he he does love the show Night Elf, though. Oh, I bet. And I love the show Night Elf because
2: he howls at the moon. How could you not?
1: Oh, well, he's a <laughs> man of the night. He was on a couple episodes of Grimm once, so he, so he thinks he's a big star. All right, NBC. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all right, five, four, three, two, one. And go. All right. So, Phil, this, my friend, is the quintessential musical movie we've all dreamed about. Caitlin Youngsma woke up one morning and thought, I need a musical movie that's also a kind of a beach movie. And Grant. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, Caitlin, the only movie I can think of that meets those two criteria from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> Poor Graham that he had to watch this movie. Yeah, he did. And Caitlin loves it. She, yeah. I'm sure she's listening to this and she's this is her favorite movie, folks. She has a bunch of Justin to Kelly uh, t-shirts. <laughs> anyway. She's, she's one of the biggest Kelly fans I've ever met. She is. She's legit. She is legit. Justin is not as legit. He is too he is a little sweet, the sweet one. Uh, and in this clip, we give you the thirty second synopsis uh, that Grant gives us from Justin to Kelly. Priceless. Grant, thirty second synopsis. Uh, Caitlin has to actually he has to sing uh he has to sing I'm gonna wish upon a star <laughs> if he doesn't get it done in thirty seconds and he also gets punched in the tooth by Caitlin. Oh wow. Ready? And clip. Caitlin threw Grant under the bus. And Grant, it's time for 30-second synopsis. You have 30 seconds to tell us about the entire plot of this movie. If you do not um, get it done, Caitlin has to sing, I'm going to wish upon a star. No, rewind. You have to sing... (laughs) I'm gonna wish, I have to wish upon a star, and you have to get every lyric right, or uh, Caitlyn is to punch you in the tooth. Ready? I'm going to wish oh, upon oh, a star. You just volunteer to do it. I like it. All right. 30 seconds synopsis, and go.
4: Okay. So, we have Kelly Clarkson and her friends are going off on a spring break trip to Florida somewhere, and so you have those three that meet up, and then Justin and his friends are just picking up chicks mm-hmm. and so they kind of meet together ten seconds and from that forth on Justin is trying to get to Kelly oh and there's oh. so many obstacles
5: oh good job 28.5 seconds you took the chicken exit so
1: you still have to sing I'm gonna wish one star um so there we go so anyway good times for grant and Caitlin there uh, grant is uh, just so you get folks know he's out of surgery now from getting punched in the mouth by his wife and no charges are filed <laughs> and everything's great. So anyway, good times. Uh, speaking of, I want to wish upon a star.
2: I'm, I'm se- helping you segue into the next clip. How awful, is, it, how awful is that song?
1: I, that's, that's like one of the worst songs I've ever heard. It man. is uh, folks in this clip. We're going to play you is a shortened version because we don't, we don't want you to completely leave this podcast because you listen to three minutes of, the cavorting around that is this actress and this song. I mean, what it, what dirt, what dirt did her dad have on the director of this movie? That one, she got a role in this movie because she was the worst actress ever. And then she got to sing a song. Singing is putting it nicely. She got to screech a song. (laughs) crow a song. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) wish upon a star by an unnamed actress. We're not gonna even use her name, I don't remember. because there are a lawsuit pending. So, all right, here she is, telling you to "I'm gonna wish upon a star." Grant's favorite song. It's actually Grant's favorite song from the movie, <laughs> and uh, he loves this song. He actually sang. He sang this song uh, to Caitlin at their wedding. Oh, I really? saw the video. It's really good. He dressed, He danced around like this girl did too. Yeah. All right. It's kind of weird. All right, here is, She is. Wish upon a star, Star Search, nineteen ninety four, or whatever this is debuted on, and wish upon a star. I wish I could make a chime sound right now. Wish upon a star. Alexa, then is a by is by herself at some weird nightclub. Yes, sitting there. Oh
6: yeah, because she tells. Um Justin had They were gonna meet Kelly at the beach He was gonna meet Kelly at the beach Well then she still Has Justin's phone number He thinks it's Kelly Mm. So she texts him Says meet me at The Pearl Instead of the beach So Mm. Justin goes there Looking for Kelly But Kelly's nowhere To be found She's at the beach Waiting for him Yes
1: but before Justin arrives Mm -hmm. We are treated folks
7: With the best song ever
1: I was gonna say The worst (laughs) song ever But you can say Whatever you want (laughs) Worst song I've ever heard This is the worst song I've ever heard in a movie. I'm talking in a a feature-length theater-release movie. I can't think of a worse song that I've heard. People tweet in to us, hashtag worst movie soundtrack, and tell us what your worst movie is, worst movie song you've ever heard. I'm going with Wish Upon a Star by Katherine Bayless. Um. Here is a brief snippet. Yes, it is that horrible. Okay, so Alexa is basically uh, Sharpay's mentor, basically. Mm-hmm. She taught Sharpay all the dirty tricks. It, it, it's probably a cousin. This is probably Sharpay's cousin. Alexa Bayless. Uh, uh, her name's probably, what, what's Sharpay's last name? Evans. Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexa Evans. Her last name probably is Evans. Anyway, worst song of all time. It's worst terrible. song
2: of all I listened to I think most, if not all, of the songs on that soundtrack from that movie. But man, Wish Upon a Star is so bad. I don't know how it actually made the final cut. <laughs> Crazy. She's gonna wish
1: upon a star that she can get another.
2: And I didn't actually see that movie. I that I watched most of the movies that we do on this podcast. Uh, I didn't see Croll and I didn't see from Justin and Kelly. I think I've seen every other movie that we've done. Yeah. Uh I didn't see Roller Coaster either from last week's good. Greatest Hits. Um, but I think I've seen every other movie, but man, I, I just don't
1: have any interest in watching from Justin to Kelly. No, you you'll never see again. You'll never see light again. If you do. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up folks. Is another musical. We hit two back to back. It's high school musical three senior year. My friend, Stephen price uh, live from Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville. as I they, they say, they're Louisville, Louisville. and uh, he came on the show, and we talked. to we're gonna get, You're going to get a couple clips from Stephen here. The first one he calls our uh, time for some deep section. He says he calls them metrics, oh, yeah. and I liked him calling them metrics. That's really what you're giving some just some random factoids. But what he talks about is Lucas Gabriel. I always say it's wrong. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to pronounce um, it. Lucas. He's he's the actor from right. the movie. Yes, but he is from eight miles up the road from our. This is, actually less than that. Five miles up the road. This
2: was a crazy story. Obviously, I won't, we'll let him tell it. But yeah. I, I couldn't believe that he even lived in this area. Yeah, and
1: and he went to high school in Kickapoo, and I realized when he started talking, I've been in this guy's house. <laughs> it's really weird. Anyway. Here he is.
5: Uh, but he lived
1: next door to Brad Pitt, probably. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> that's the only person I know that's from here. Bob Barker. Oh, yeah? But initially. Was, maybe he just went to college here. Anyway, what am I saying? Anyway, The Price is Right. Here is uh, High School Musical 3, Stephen Price. Uh, enjoy it, folks. About a five-minute clip. Have fun. Bye-bye. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, beat by beat here over uh, just the uh, you you said metrics. I kind of liked uh, that terminology, and uh, so I'm gonna go over uh, said metrics. And first, first thing, musical uh, the the movie, not the musical, but the movie that is a musical is High School Musical three. It stars one Zac Efron, uh, a Ashley Tisdale, who in this movie is starting to look much older, and not like yeah. she's old old. But she does not look like high school person anymore. Yeah, I wonder how
5: old they were in this movie.
1: Well, we could look that up. be
3: very
5: we easily.
1: Could. Corbin Blue, who mm. uh, must have went to the Screen Actors Guild when he was a young boy and said, I need to come up with a name because I can't use my real name. And I want it to sound like Cordon Blue. <laughs> and so my name, Screen Actors Guild, will be Corbin Blue. Is there anyone else that already has that name? No. The answer would be no. So. Um, went with- he went with it, Vanessa Hudgens, uh, and then this—the next one on the list is Lucas Gabriel, who, folks, we're in Republic. I'm in Republic, Missouri. Stephen is not in Republic, Missouri, but uh, Lucas Gabriel is from Springfield, Missouri, eight miles up the road from here. Went to Kickapoo High School. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Anyway,
5: well, I—I uh, I think this is the time to to. Interject this little fun fact in here, and and I don't know if I've ever told you this, Jack, but um, Lucas is it Grable? Is that how you say his last name? Gra- I,
1: I mispronounce every name on here. I don't
5: Grable. Evening, Gra- so. um, Grable. Ooh, maybe maybe who cares? I, but uh, you know here, what? Who, sorry, Lucas. Who so, cares? So he uh, his family used to live in Battlefield, I, I believe. Wow. And uh, my sister in law bought Lucas Grable's family's home and currently, old home, and currently lives there. Wait, is that, I've been to that house. Yeah, you've been to that house. I've been in Lucas's Lucas's house. You've been to Lucas's house, that's where he grew up. And, or at least for much of his, uh, I think that's where he lived when he went to Kickapoo. And awesome. and, And so the guest room, uh, one of the guest rooms is, which is essentially where either uh, where where we usually sleep, it's I haunted. believe was was one of his rooms. Yeah, yeah. And or was, ha- was his one of those rooms was his room.
1: It's haunted by yeah. jazz hands. It's
5: not haunted. It's not haunted. I don't. I haven't. No. I like. I haven't seen any like dancing ghostly figures or. Right. Uh, but anyway, there you go. That's awesome. Uh huh. Huh.
1: Didn't know that. And then one Monique Coleman. Who looks yes. way different in this movie? Like in the first yes. two movies, she looks like she's ten, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you're <laughs> so and so's relative. Get, get this movie." And this movie, she looks mu- like an—I'm not in, well. I, she technically probably is an adult, but she looked much older in the first couple no, movies. I had the same
5: thought. She looked mm-hmm.
1: so young that it was like, "Is this like a savant? She's like a eight-year-old savant in this movie, <laughs> directed by one Kenny Ortega, who has directed." Every, I mean, he he directed like four Michael Jackson tours and sh- a share tour or two, and um, many many movies and Kennedy choreography.
5: O- choreography. Yes. Yeah,
1: genius. Yeah, he, I put in my notes choreographer extraordinaire. Oh, yes, That's better. He uh, yes, he's a producer. or no, no, excuse me. The producer is a guy named Bill Borden, uh, and then they, there's they're directed by Peter Berrecini.
5: hmm That guy.
1: Delicious. <laughs> Bericini it's a special tonight. It's delicious. Um, uh Release date, like you said, was August 24th, 2008. August. Now, I, no, no, rewind. October. I just can't oh, read. Okay. It was October. You're right. Okay. Now, the best fact of the whole thing is that the budget was $11 million.
5: That's okay. pretty good. That I, is, yeah.
1: I read a thing where uh, Zach Efron, what did he get paid for this, Steven?
5: Oh, was he half of the budget?
1: Just Just take
5: a guess. Okay. Uh I remember actually there was a like a hold up. Like he was like the last sign up. He, like uh,
1: just like the reunion, he, like, he didn't want to come in. He was either. getting
5: big. He was he was he was already like hitting his stride after high school musical too. Uh, I don't know, four million? Three
1: is what he got paid. Okay. Okay. And, okay. And but initially the thought was it was gonna be five. And it's like, my gosh. Okay, but then He's justified this because what was the box office gross? The gross box office.
5: Oh, that was huge, wasn't it? Yeah, $11 million budget, $250 million. <laughs> That's amazing. I it, Do you have like opening weekend? I'm kind of a box office mojo nerd. Um, and I, there, so I, I
1: remember reading it. it was like a, It wasn't like a 50, but I think it was like a 25 or a 28. And then the residual kind of <laughs> the exponential stuff on it kind of B- bumped it up to that oh also. sure I'm
5: sure like plenty of households around America own this DVD or Blu-ray so and I'm it was sure a, that that added to the take
1: you know it and it was a 40 day filming schedule which that's neither here nor there so. in Salt Lake City they went back to the high school where it all began
5: Mm-hmm. near the Wasatch
1: Range really uh, is yeah. it beautiful have you been there
5: it is oh yeah I haven't seen the high school uh, but it's right there yeah it's right there in Salt Lake City right that's along awesome. the
2: yeah very cool. You know who else is from the Springfield or not Springfield? Nixa is oh. a f- fictional character. Yes.
1: Is Jason Bourne? Yeah, good call. Which I was in the theater when that movie came out on the opening day. And how weird was that clip, moment? The clip where they go, <laughs> "His name is Jason Bourne, and he's from Nixa, Missouri." And literally, no one in the world has ever heard of Nixa except for us. Yeah, and then all the people in the crowd <laughs> was like, "Yeah," because it was in the uh, Springfield. Uh, Campbell 16, which is closed which is no now, more. Yep. man. Bummer. Closed There's, just a couple weeks ago. There are horses painted on the outside of it, and I I wonder if those are supposed to be fire mares. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's coming, folks. Not ready for fire mares quite yet. Um, next, we have High School Musical 3. We're still talking about it with Stephen Price. What I thought was the corniest part of the movie, and the stupidest, if you, if you really think about this, you have Zac Efron and Corbin and my blue blue. Talking about, they go to a salvage yard, and the people at the salvage yard know who they are, (laughs) and they must go there all the time. These are just good old folk, good boys. Anyway, Stephen and I talk about it. Pretty funny. Uh, Yeah, good times. Boys are just hanging, man. Boys are back. Back in a salvage salvage yard. Here they are. (laughs) Troy and Chad. Now, this part of the movie was my least favorite part of the movie. The boys are back part let us suspend reality folks these are two clean cut uh squeaky clean kids from uh apparently pretty good backgrounds they live in nice houses they have parents that provide you know stuff for them now troy's truck is a an old beater with a heater and it's it really is just held together by rust and um some i don't know duct tape, duct probably. tape probably love so he had in love. In love. Mm-hmm. And so he has to find a way to keep this thing together. So he has to go to the salvage yard. Yeah. Let me tell you folks something. I'm in my 30s. And just gonna let you know that. And As I've I. only been to the salvage yard <laughs> once in my life. These two, however, 17 year olds cruise out to the salvage
5: yard. And yeah, they're buddies with the owner.
1: The owner knows them. Yeah, enough. Knows to... Going to U of a. And he knows it. I already bought season tickets. And they ha- they... Uh, huh. Troy gives this look like, oh, dude, you shouldn't have spent your life savings on those season oh. tickets because I'm, <laughs> I'm probably not going to go there. <laughs> Don't put your faith in a high school senior because you will get uh, let down, just so you know. Um, so he knows them so well. The owner does. That he says, "Hey guys, lock up when you leave."
5: <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, they, the best, the best years of their childhood, the yeah. best moments of their childhood, where we're spinning <laughs> this salvage yard, right? <laughs> the looking best for moments, spark plugs, and I don't looking know. for
1: looking for our old radiators. We gotta, hey, gotta find a new distributor. I think he says that. I gotta find a new distributor cap for for old Bessie over here. You know what, boys? <laughs>
5: If there's a place, if there's ever a place to, to do an old dance number, it's in the middle of a salvage yard. And
1: I think that Kenny Ortega has uh I think he challenges himself every movie to do <laughs> dance numbers. <laughs> and my friend, this is the challenge, and he he said, challenge accepted, and mm-hmm. we're doing this whole thing, and we're gonna make we're gonna have baby Troy and baby Corbin Blue, and they're yep. gonna dance around a little and bit. They're adorable. And the they're gonna be adorable. The boys are back.
5: That's about the it. That's back. T- you can sing it, t- t- Stephen. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, but you know, I, do they find? Are they looking? Troy's looking for is he looking for a fuel pump? Fuel pump, distributor cap. Who knows? Like, I wish yeah. he would
1: have said something really stupid like, are we am looking for a Wi-Fi router out here." Like <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway, so um I, I don't know if you knew this Stephen, but uh Zach Efron actually did uh he actually lived in a junkyard for a month before this to get in character to be uh, able to feel comfortable yeah, in a tell. junkyard. It,
5: he really he really owned that character, so that yeah, I believe and he's, I heard he I heard he uh he also the month before that, he just lived only in a locker room. Like just slept on the on the benches and <laughs> Yeah. You're right. Is that right? Yeah. I okay. I I, I read that online. So he you, did. Know, you can't ever believe everything you read online. That bro. actually
1: okay. was true. He lived in a locker okay. room, uh, and then uh, he posed as a janitor during the day just to pick the uh, random high school. Posed okay. as a janitor with a mustache on, yeah. much like a Screech would do in a Save with the Bell episode. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Typical. You know, it's typical for high schoolers to go hang out in salvage yard. Why not? Dun- you know, junkyards. Uh, you know landfills. We just hang out at those places. There's no,
2: there's nowhere else to hang out. I mean, there's no mall. Wait, no, there's a mall around. Well, uh, they don't,
1: you know. But this Salvador has an Anne pretzel, so yeah, people really like it there. It's a real hot spot for it's the teens. It's a real hot spot. It's so good and a great American cookie as well. <laughs> All right, so um, next up, folks, my wife, my wife, and I talk about. Zoolander 2 2 Lander 2 as I like to call it 2 Lander uh, Zoolander number 2 was actual the actual yeah. thing, which is stupid uh, we talk about <laughs> Zoolander and they crack the code <laughs> of what uh, they crack the code of the look he's going for because they start looking through all his looks and we Amanda and I start <laughs> talking about Zoolander uh, and the utter stupidity <laughs> of this part because there were literal utters.
2: This is this is what probably the only funny scene in the entire movie, by the way. This is the only watching this movie, this is the only time that I laughed. <laughs> Maybe a couple uh, other times, but this part was actually kind of legitimately funny, but you guys' conversation about it, it was the movie funny was,
1: too. In general was horrible. Anyway. <laughs> it was bad. So I'm just gonna say this. Zoolander and Cal utters. So I'm gonna say, you enjoy the clip. Here you go so weird it is really all i'm gonna say strange. about this part of the movie is willie nelson and a hippo that's all i'm gonna say that's it that's all i'm gonna say yep and wow that's it so um valentina puts together that um derrick looks uh derrick's look that uh caused bieber that bieber had on at his death has to be that's has to be Derek's look blue steel Derek being uh the look professional goes that's not blue steel that's Aqua, whatever it is. Oh,
7: I wrote it down. Where find it for us? Aqua Vitae? Okay, which was a which which was
1: a perfume line, right? Yes. And he was dressed as like a he was dressed as like some sort of like a centaur, but it wasn't a centaur. It was a cow.
7: Um, and pan horrible right there. He was a centaur in a cow half. Yes. And then like he was getting milk. Yes, he
1: got milk. That was really weird. Utters, folks. Utters. Like that was he had utters as a cow.
7: Yeah. And then I think was it the supermodel Naomi Campbell that was yes in the, it was
1: she was yes, yes the farmer yeah yes um,
7: and then he was so as he, was being he milked he, he was getting the, the he did the look the Aqua vita look
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what did he did jeez it was
7: horrible
1: it was bad
7: but I think I might have laughed out loud
1: <laughs> mm, I'm not counting that as one of my laughs but you can count uh, as one I of your laughs probably count that's that your life number three then. that was your life three then. <laughs> Yeah, Zoolander's mooing, <laughs> and we're having a great time. So stupid, so so stupid, so stupid.
2: The look on his face is so priceless. Yeah,
1: um laughing at this part maybe it was the funniest part of the whole movie. <laughs> My wife laughed a little, a few times more than I did at this movie. I, I said during the that podcast, I laughed, I laughed three times the whole movie.
2: I think one of the other times was um, when they were like. We, he was trying to feed him lard. And towards the end of the movie, he's like, "You can have all the lard." You that wasn't look at
1: lard. And Amanda and I both <laughs> laughed at that part. So.
2: That was that part was pretty funny. But I, I'm with you. There was almost nothing funny about that. It's film. Sad too. Yeah,
1: because I liked, I liked, Did you like the first New Lander?
2: Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah I thought it was pretty I, good. You know, I've gone back. I've seen it like three times. The third time that I watched it was just like a year ago. Yeah. I watched it with with Jessica, my wife. Does it hold up? And no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I, I I didn't really think it was very funny the last time I watched it.
1: But do you think? Do you think that? Ben Stiller, I feel like Ben Stiller has that, that some of the same momentum, momentum slowing that caught up with Adam Sandler, caught up with Ben Stiller too. Oh yeah, and you see them in those roles. Will Ferrell catches a little bit of that too. Yeah, and Will Ferrell can kind of reinvent himself on a few things here and there, and some of the things he does. But it's rough. I see. Yeah, I'm with you though. The momentum I slow, man. I like, I don't know why, but
2: Will Ferrell wasn't particularly funny oh, in didn't Zoolander two. Let, let him be funny. I thought he was pretty funny in the first film, but I don't think he was funny at all in the second no, film. not at all.
1: Anyway, if you want to hear more about Zoolander, folks, in Zoolander 2, listen to the Horror Movie Podcast, the Zoolander episode with Amanda and Jack. It's a good one. All right. Next up, we have Laurie Chester talking about Warcraft. Um, we have two, count them, two <laughs> clips about Zoolander. All right, all right. rewind. <laughs> We have two clips about Laurie Chester. Not about Laurie Chester. She's not in this movie. (laughs) We have two clips about Warcraft. There you go. We saw this with Laurie Chester. Literally, this is... Folks, this was kind of groundbreaking for us, this movie. This movie had been out for like five or six days when we saw it. Yeah. And it was kind of like uh, we were going to do a movie because we knew it wasn't very good. And really, it's uh, Warcraft is more... It's, so, it's such high fantasy, and it's hitting such a small target window that who would, who would be, I mean, other than a hard, hardcore gamer, who's going to be on this thing? I mean, Yeah, the, the movie was too confusing. Like,
2: as you are watching it, you had no idea what was going on.
1: Yeah. Well, on this clip, you get Laurie and I talking about uh, the Deets section, and we, I spin an awesome nursery rhyme about Thomas Toll the i think he was the director of this movie thomas toll just,
2: just off wait. the top of your head too like you just came I, up I'm with i'm pretty good the at nursery
1: rhymes yeah i have a phd in nursery rhymes they call me dr nursery rhyme <laughs> dr rhymes would have probably been better with a z doctor rhymer <laughs> md roll the clip time for some deets warcraft Deets. 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 Deeets. Duncan Jones was their director. It's Duncan Sheik's brother. They I, I Am Barely Breathing song. You ever heard that song? I am Barely Breathing. Oh, yeah. Duncan I have heard Jones, that song. that's his brother that's no, a Because really they have the same first name. First name. Right. Their family's backwards, reverse family.
7: Right. They all took the same first name but first their name. last names Yes, name. for
1: centuries. Ever since they were orcs. Um, Duncan
7: Hines is also
1: ah uh, yeah a cousin. Oh okay. Yes, a cousin. Um, <laughs> loves carbs. Um, <laughs> produced by Thomas Toll. Thomas Toll um, sounds like a nursery rhyme. Thomas Toll is very dull. He does not like to run. But if you punch Thomas Toll, he won't have any fun. <laughs> Thomas Toll wow. likes to pull, but if he doesn't, he'll cry. But if that Thomas Toll don't pull, he will surely die.
7: That was incredible. Thank
1: you, Thomas Toll, everybody. Um, story by Chris Metzen. Good job, Chris. You somehow cobbled together a story. Good job. Uh, based on Warcraft by Blizzard Entertainment. Also sponsored by Dairy Queen. Starring Travis Fimmel.
7: Because Dairy Queen makes blizzards.
1: They make blizzards, and now they're uh, this this month they're featuring the orc blizzard. It's got Oreo. It's got. (laughs) I would go get one of those. It's got Oreo.
7: (laughs) It's got something green in it, right? Well, Oreo for
1: the O. R would be um, (laughs) raisin. That's a good C for caramel, and then we'll go ahead and say orcs. S for Skittles. Skittles, <laughs> Oreo, raisin, caramel <laughs> Skittles, Orcs, Blizzard by Blizzard Entertainment. That's ridiculous.
7: I really would go get one though.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. Go ahead. I bet you could order it. It's not no big deal. Dairy Queen says. I just called Dairy Queen. They said you could order it. Um, yes. Travis Fimmel starring. Uh, we have starring Travis Fimmel. That could also be another, uh, another uh. Fable or rhyme, but I won't go into that one. Paula <laughs> Patton. One Paula me. Patton. Again, Paula Patton. That could be another one too. P- two peas. Ben, so ben Foster. Ben Foster. Ben uh, Foster. Bananas. Ben Foster, as his friends call him. Uh, Dominic Cooper, who plays uh, Tony Stark's dad, Howard Stark on the Agent Carter show, and he uh, was also brief. No, he's also preacher. From AMC's Preacher, which is a really good show on AMC, by the way. It's about a graphic novel with the same title. Uh, Toby Kebble, who Tony, or Keble, or whatever his name is, he is Dr. Doom from Fantastic Four of the movie. He's a frequent flyer on this podcast. Uh, Ben (laughs) Schnetzer, who played, I think, the Gollum in this. Um, Robert Kaczynski and Daniel Woo. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Uh, Music by Raman Jawadi. And then uh, distributed by Universal Pictures. Release dates in China. I don't know where he wants. Stop, Jack. Chinese Theater. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) The the first showing at the the Graman Chinese Theater in L.A., June 6th. And then uh, my anniversary, they launched it the rest of the the, United (laughs) States, (laughs) June 10th. Uh, And And then it's blowing up in China. It is blowing up. Communists love this movie. Not sure why. They love it. They can't get enough. They're cheering for the evil orcs, though. It's kind of weird. All right. Sorry, Chinese fans, if you're listening. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you cheer for the bad guys. All right, country is basically. Uh, I'm. Where am I going over here? The budget, 160 million dollars. That's a lot of money. And then it it so far has made 378 million dollars, uh, and that will probably change throughout this because it's probably about 11 o'clock in China right now, and so the it'll they'll be able to go watch the morning showing of this. Uh, so that could change by the end of this. It could change. It could it could be 400 million dollars by the end of this.
7: There are a lot of them.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Orcs.
7: Yes. Orcs, okay, I
1: saved orcs. you. All right, that's the end of the deeds. Yeah, I'm pretty good at nursery rhymes, Phil. Um, we found out in Warcraft there's a section that I really appreciated because <laughs> we started talking about names and they're just so stupid sounding, and then we got off on the topic of the golem that's in the movie. And I said, was this part of Jewish folklore? You would have thought that I had made up some crazy (laughs) story. Laurie looked at me like, Jewish folklore, which for you and I think, okay, Jewish history is the Old Testament. Jewish folklore are the side stories that their culture has helped create, right? And Gollum is part of that side story, right? And the story of, and it's a, it's, You know, whatever. But we talk about Horkum, which is a made-up word. Um, And I sing my Garona. And then we also talk about Gollum and Jewish folklore. Here you go. I've left out the love interest that is Garona. My Garona. My, 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 Garona. They
7: have this instant, like, chemistry from the very beginning. They did. Mm -hmm. And
1: she is a very attractive orc-ish. What did I call her? Uh, Horkum. Oh, human or no, that's
7: what Jared called Horkum them, right didn't you come up with that Horkum <laughs> sitting, and Jack laughs it, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. funny it was so, funny
1: it was good Um, Horkum. Horkum. so she um, Horkum. and him Garona and that comes in later in the movie and we'll, that will also spawn the sequel to this Um, World of yeah. Warcraft 2 yeah. Return of the Horkum <laughs> and um, so Horkum so, they're f- – oh, Medivh is full-on evil. Cadgar and, Al- and Lothar have to fight him. And um, Medivh had made this golem thing out of clay. Yes. Which I told which- you – I told you it was Jewish folklore, and you guys scoffed at me. It is Jewish folklore that it's Gollum G- is. It
7: is. We, saw, we, we scoffed at the idea of Jewish folk folklore. Because it should just be the Old Testament. It just, should just be the Bible. Yeah, yeah the Old Testament. The, the Bible, yeah, Old yeah. Testament.
1: Um, <laughs> so at any rate,
7: there we go. Oh, there you go. Dreadle, dreadle, well, dreadle. Well, I made it out give, of clay. Gollum, gollum, gollum. To give some background gollum. with this, like, he, he starts out as kind of like a you know, mage, priest, whatever. He's a caster. Yes. But as he's getting evil, he's turning into more of like a warlock. And warlocks can summon creatures like that that fight mm. for them. So, you know, pulling that back to the game, like.
1: It all fits into I mean, war. he's
7: actually, like, building it. But, you know, in the game you can just, like, summon it.
1: You got to have some MacGuffin yeah, Some device, kind of ele- some you know,
7: to get it from there to there. So, yeah.
8: Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly.
2: I really thought I was, I don't know what she thought I was doing. How did you even know that? What? About Jewish
1: f- folklore. I read a lot of stuff, Phil. I have I mean, you, I've got a good brain, man. And you, you know just, what else? Wikipedia. You don't, you don't actually do anything at work, you just read Wikipedia. Don't all day. tell anybody that. <laughs> actually. And then when someone comes in and asks me a question about what I'm what I'm doing at work, or uh, not what I'm doing, but what I'm uh, like a question about what my uh area of expertise is, I just look it up on Wikipedia. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not sure. Literally everything is on Wikipedia. But I, I I will say that. I there are a lot of things on the Wikipedia. I mean there are a lot of things, so you can't get all your answers from there.
2: You know what we need? Oh my gosh! I just had this revelation. We need a horrible movie movie podcast entry on Wikipedia. We gotta do it
1: quick. We gotta do it quick
2: before Wikipedia goes out of business.
1: Well, yeah, or before someone else takes it over oh, okay. and blocks us. And you know, I I edited. Um, have you ever edited anything on Wikipedia? No. I edited, Is it pretty easy to do? I I edited Mario Lopez's uh, bio on there. Really? That's, yeah. And I just put um, he calls his nickname for Zach on Save the Bell is Preppy and um, he calls Jesse, his girlfriend, Mama. Is, on it, is it on there what you wrote? I, they've changed it since then. I think they oh. locked it now because I think he's, he's a lot more famous now than he was whenever I was switching it up. It was before the E! Entertainment Tonight stuff that he does now so, or whatever he does. Anyway.
2: So you're like internet famous now. You wrote part sure. of the internet.
1: And I also made up a story, a ghost story with my Steven about my friend Stephen about my friend Stephen's dad. Uh, Larry Price <laughs> <laughs> and it made this ghost story like in 2000 or 99 and put it on the internet like sent it to this ghost website yeah and it's still online oh really ghost story. so folks look up Larry Price SBU library and uh, SBU library Mountain View Missouri and <laughs> the hilarity will ensue awesome it's a great story I'll have to go find that anyway Marvel top 10 Folks, you have to wrap your brains around this. Yes, this is the horrible movie podcast. But a man can't live on horrible movies alone. No. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not even like it's not healthy to do that. So sometimes we have to cleanse our systems. It's like if you only ate sorghum molasses. Mmm, delicious sorghum molasses. Kicking your sorghum molasses all over the place. Um, like, like, what happened? I blinked out for a second. What happened? Like this? It's the power, like the word of power. It's like I'm like uh, Bucky. Like you start reading off the Russian Russian uh, coat manual, the uh, owner's manual for the Winter Soldier or whatever.
2: Wait, wait to segue back to the actual topic. So, Marvel top ten.
1: Uh, sometimes folks, we love to talk about horror horror movies, but it's great to cleanse our palates with a visit to Comic-Con, or a top ten list, Yeah, or maybe even someday, hear me out here. Settle down, people. We might do A Month of Love, where we just do movies we love. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Think about it. It might happen. It might happen. Who knows? We could do that. It wouldn't even have to be February. It could be any month. It could be February, though. All right, so... (laughs) We'll see. I don't know if that could ever happen, though. In another universe, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. So, Marvel Top 10, P.A. Browning, Ian Ross, and myself. We brought our top 10 lists, each of us. But before, when I said my number one, and then I went on a Spider-Man rant that I feel is some of my best audio folks. It's good. And then we uh, talk about our list. Now, this is a longer clip. Um, listen to it though I'm telling you especially listen to that Spider-Man rant you're going to love it you know why because Tobey Maguire is ridiculous gosh he almost why? deserves
2: an entire episode just all to himself
1: oh we could do it too. <laughs> the, the, we'll call it the Tobey Maguire episode <laughs> alright anyway here it is I'll let you listen to it enjoy and uh, we'll be back in a, in a few minutes alright here he is
8: bye
1: Number
3: one.
8: What's your number one, Jack? Number one.
5: (laughs) Iron Man.
1: Nice. Hmm. Uh, Iron Man, number one, here's why. At least for me. Uh, It was the beginning of the modernized Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, While we'd had movies before, X-Men were still going on. X-Men laid the groundwork. I, and again, in this thing, guys, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans are getting no love because, gosh. Because You terrible. cast the kid from Pleasantville to be <laughs> Spider-Man! And somehow you made a trillion dollars!
8: And then you made two more. <coughs>
1: it's crazy! Yep. Yeah. Gosh! James Franco pouting his way to superstardom. Yeah. Ugh, Gosh! Only Soul because of Wonder
4: Defoe.
1: Gosh!
4: Anyway.
8: I so wish Iron everyone Man, could I, see your face. Iron
1: Man. It just makes me so mad. I can tell. It's yeah. so
8: stupid. Jack's actually red right it now. It would be
1: like, let's see who can play Batman. <laughs>
8: we, we know who will play Batman. George Clooney. Paul Giamatti will play Batman. <laughs> Why?
1: Why? Well, who, who could play Catwoman? Let's see. Melissa McCarthy will play Catwoman!
8: Ugh.
1: Why? Like, Why would that make any sense?
8: Coming to a cinema near you in 2017. Oh my gosh. Bleh. Bleh. All right.
1: So yeah. anyway, luckily for us, Iron Man was awesome. Yeah, and yes. it was a gamble yeah. for Marvel to do it. Because I'm telling you, Iron Man, at that, that, that point, was like, you're going to make an Iron Man movie? Yeah. yeah. All I can remember, seriously, was the animated, the 20 episodes or whatever it was of that animated series. Yeah. And they don't cut... They don't cut kind an of animated series off after just a few episodes. Right. Like they let it go to a couple seasons or yeah. three seasons. Because they can get syndication on the on WGN or something yeah. out of those. You know what I'm saying? Even and kids kids junkie, will watch anything. Kids will True. watch anything. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Not this. It was so bad. <laughs> Golly. It was bad. All right. My number one Iron Man, not Spider Man. Not Toby Maguire Spider Man. Iron Man. Sorry. Tobey Maguire yeah. I think, just blows my mind. Yeah, And then terrible. they made, those movies made a billion dollars, I mean, just billions of dollars. Yeah. That's how hard up for movies we were. Yeah. That's why when X-Men did it as well as it did, it's unbelievable to me. Like, yeah, it's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Twilight yeah. made, that's why X-Men made the list. And, man, Spider-Man's so bad.
4: <laughs> so bad. Really, all of them were bad. Spider-Man, I'm, Spider-Man 2. I'm, yeah, I'm Sp- Spider-Man. That 70s Venom, you know. Well,
8: oh, Gross. Oh. Oh.
4: What's up with that Topher? I don't know.
1: Who is casting?
4: (laughs) Oh, the football jock that becomes Venom. Well, let's pick that skinny guy. We'll pick the guy that was
1: on uh, on the grocery. What was the uh, win a date with Tad Hamilton guy? We'll we'll well. pick him. (laughs) All right. I digress. Number one, PA
3: is...
8: Deadpool. Oh. (laughs) Because... It's Deadpool, man. I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds. He finally got to do the film he wanted to do. And although it is not child appropriate, which is one of the things that I strangely enough enjoy because <laughs> it was just full of those kind of jokes that is like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? Yeah. It was the whole What did, he, whole do, thing what did
1: was, he just say? The whole thing was that way for me. So yeah. and it was uh, you know. But it's number one. It's number one. Colossus in that is great. Yep. Yeah. Uh Negasonic, Negasonic teenage warhead. Teenage yes. warhead. Yeah. Fine. Great. Um, pot humor a too much for me. Mm, not that I don't mm. mind it. Yeah. I'm, i not that I can handle some but, but I was like, man, okay, we get it. I understand. You can say the F word. <laughs> That's just where I was at. Can, I love you airport. can
8: make genitalia jokes. All right,
1: cool. We're good. All right. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I just it was too much for too much for me though. It's understandable. But I watched yeah. it and I enjoyed it.
4: It is a really gruff movie. It is really intense uh as far as that kind of stuff being thrown at you just constantly for 2 uh, hours. The action
1: that'll... in it is unbelievable. Like the oh, action yeah. in that movie is amazing. It honestly I, I, of all these movies other than Blade obviously, um the <laughs> that was kind
7: of
4: a joke.
1: Um <laughs> the action in it honestly is probably as cutting edge as about anything. Because of mm. the things they did. Right. As you guys uh how old were you when The Matrix came
8: out? I'll see it was ninety nine. I, I don't know. I did don't know. I don't Did you see it in theater?
1: Eye. You guys probably didn't see it in the theater. You so in, yeah, saw actually,
8: in the Yeah, actually I theater. think I did see the yeah. first one in the theater.
1: That movie. When you saw that movie in the theater, it was like How's that possible to make a movie that looks I, like that? I just yeah. see it
8: three or four times to actually understand but, what the heck was well, going because, on. Well, because okay, the bullet time
1: <laughs> stuff and the way it, the way it moved around and it's like this is for me, Deadpool was kind of the uh, the payoff of all of that action stuff. Where it was yeah, like you, know. you just couldn't do. That. I mean, the yeah. way it does, and it's a lot of CGI. One of the things they do. I mean, but
8: maybe. another thing I really liked about it was the fact he was going around, you know, killing all these guys looking for Francis. Nobody knew Ajax's name was Francis. <laughs> That's, That's a joke within a joke because. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then he
1: would call him Francis, and then it made Ajax mad that that that's, yeah. that would make him mad. That's but it's about. like
8: no wonder nobody was giving him answers. Nobody, nobody knew who he was. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah,
1: Deadpool. <laughs> Where's Francis? Good job. Should have known I'm, too. I'm wearing, Everyone, wearing the uh, Deadpool shirt. Pa's wearing his Deadpool shirt. I should have known.
8: That could have easily been something else, but that's very true. It's I like my, my third my,
1: or fourth list. I wore my uh, Iron Man, my Iron Man suit under this too, but under my Jack suit.
8: Under your Jackson mm-hmm. or Jack suit. I cool. have
1: my Iron Man suit on. It's pretty neat.
8: Interesting.
4: Phil's got his Thor helmet on.
1: Yes, he does.
4: Yeah. Ian. All right. Number one, Deadpool. Boom.
8: What?
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It's awesome. Yep. Deadpool right there, Guardians of the Galaxy. you guys see as... it together?
8: Yeah. We did see it together. See, yeah. this is set up,
1: isn't it? No.
4: Anyway. It's actually no. not. We, 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 didn't we, we didn't talk at all about this uh then it, it's it was meant hard. To, then it's meant Aside to be. from the one or two random arguments we had throughout the week about other Marvel-related movies, yeah, um, no, we didn't talk about our list. How about that? Yeah, very close. Cool. I mean, just another one. Marvel's really ne- knocking it down with the the soundtracks.
8: Oh yeah, the soundtracks amazing.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, they um, love the soundtrack. They'll they'll pay money for things. They have money to buy the rights to these songs. They should. Yeah. And people like their songs being in Marvel movies because. A billion people see them, so Yeah, well, it was on
4: Pepper. I think they were on a TV show after this came out. Because everyone's like, oh, these people are still alive? Get them on the show. Is this a new song? Whoa.
1: Um, okay, so uh, Deadpool not being released, I heard this, not able to be released in China, okay?
4: Mm, that makes sense. However,
1: however it has uh, been more productive than... The X Men, uh, maybe any of the X Men movies. I'm going to look that up. Then, the, then X Men Apocalypse at least. Uh, thoughts on that? Thoughts on how? How is it that a character that basically was introduced, quote unquote, let's quote unquote, I mean, it's the same person. It's just a different incantation of that character. Yeah. It's the same. That's a weird one, by the way. Same actor, same character, but different portrayal of the character.
4: I say everything up to the point where they sew his mouth shut and make him all crazy in the X Men movie was pretty much the same character. Ryan Reynolds never, you know, stopped talking, just constantly going at it, talk you know. And just annoying. That's just
1: weird that they did that to him in that movie.
4: It is. Yeah. I love how they poked fun of it in Deadpool
8: though. Yeah. The little the uh when the, he says I the to like sew his mouth shut. And he goes, Oh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do that if I were you <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, those Spider-Man movies—the first three, the Tobey Maguire ones—they
2: I mean, were great when they came out. Though,
1: did you have that feeling?
2: Oh yeah, I was super excited to see the first one.
1: But, but I and I kind of liked it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
2: For the time, it was really good. Yes, and that's I, it's it hard to back go to. back and watch now. because because everything we have now is just so much better.
1: Could Tobey Maguire have fit into uh, Avengers? No. Is there any way? No, they could have done that.
2: I, I can't imagine. would have been corny it's it's too bad too but i mean you got to give him credit though because he you know i think those movies really paved the way for mcu in a way that i don't know that any other movie could i mean spider fever is so crazy it is
1: once you get bit by it you're never getting back again (laughs) yeah we
2: we needed those movies to get where we are today i think but they're hard to go back to
1: big time i got i got a great clip for you here phil okay um you've heard it before Independence Day Day Resurgence, I almost said Insurgence, Resurgence is the sequel to Independence Day. All right? Um, Folks, there's no Will Smith in Independence Day Resurgence, the sequel to Independence Day. I point this out from the very get-go in this episode where we visit a universe unlike our own. Independence Day Resurgence,
5: the Twilight Zone.
1: You're entering a world free of sight and sound. A world where Will Smith should be here, but he's nowhere to be found. That's right, folks. You've entered Independence Day Resurgence, the Will Smith Free Edition. Actually, it's the Horror Movie Podcast. And, um, you are entering a weird place where it would be the equivalent, this movie would be the equivalent of Ace Ventura 3, and it has no Ace Ventura in it. Tone Loke is in it. Um, is Courtney Cox in that? Courtney Cox is in that movie? Anyway, but this movie, Independence Day Resurgence, Independence Day 2, Resurgence, Return of the Aliens, Return of the Mac, and... No Will Smith to be found. They couldn't pay him enough money. Unbelievable. Pay him the money. Show me the money! That's Cuba Gooding Jr. Anyway. I I like that clip because it set the tone for the whole episode. Yeah. I also like this clip. And I like this actor. A man by the name of Brent Spiner. He is Data on Star Trek Next Generation. He does the voice for the Joker on Young Justice.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: He, my friends, he actually has a web series. He has a, a YouTube uh, show that he made. Um, I don't know. It's probably been three or four years ago. It's called Fresh Hell. And it's just him. And it's a show he did himself. It's actually kind of entertaining. Is it like a podcast type no, format? No, it's a show. Like, Oh, it's like a fictional. It's a TV show he made and put it on YouTube. Wow. Is it I good? Mean, it's okay. It's something to watch and I like him. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that show. So, um it's just, it's it's like this. You're Brent Spiner. You're Data, okay? You've been this brackish uh, Dr. Brackish from um, Independence Day. Okay? Does everyone know who you are? I mean, a lot of people know who you are, but not everyone knows who you are. So you have to f- diversify a little bit. It's like whenever I make a commercial about I mean, rewind. Whenever NBC sends us a commercial, and uh, we play it on our podcast about Night Elf, we, you know, it's it's fun. It's good. So you want to diversify what you do, right? Not all your eggs in one basket. Brent Spiner, that Fresh Hell show. Just take a look at it. It's interesting. Hmm. It's just interesting. Um, it's kind of a comedy, which is kind of weird. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. I talk about Brent Spiner for. I don't know, a while on this because I like Brent Spiner and I like it when data is working. It's good for him. <laughs> he said he won't reply, reprise his role as data probably you, ever You should again.
2: just create your own website that's just keepdataworking.com, <laughs>
1: by the way. It makes it get a little, a little freaky. So I need to try to get him on this podcast. Do you think I can get Brent Spiner on this podcast? Uh, he has, he liked, he liked he has his own show that he
2: has to produce. I he, don't know.
1: He liked and retweeted oh really one of my tweets so that means there's no doubt
2: rent spiner if you're listening to this episode we would yeah, love to come have on you buddy
1: i just come on and talk for a little bit i'd love to hear you talk Th-
2: this movie man was like one of the biggest disappointments of the year for me i was super excited about this movie
1: it's like it's like the turkey on christmas vacation they cut into that turkey and it's like it oh yeah great. they cut into it and says, it looks so yeah it looks so good
2: and it's just nothing on the inside. It's dry. And they still, eat, analogy, they still eat it. That's a perfect analogy, Jack. eat it,
1: That's this movie. Ladies and gentlemen, Brent Spiner was on Independence Day Resurgence, and I just talked about him a little bit. Here he is. <laughs> the president blinked out because he's been having these visions. Uh, Dikembe Umbutu has also been having these visions. And Brent Spiner, uh, Star Trek Next Generation's Data, play who also plays... Uh, Dr. Brackish uh awakens from his 20-year coma. Right. And nothing could have been actually better for this movie than Data awakening from this coma. Oh, I'm so, so glad he woke up from the coma. Because there are parts of the movie that only he... for For me, it's for me, folks. I really like Star Trek Next Generation. I really want Brent Spiner to have money. And I really want him to have jobs... And if nothing else, I'm just glad that Independence Day Resurgence was created so we could see this doctor again, who I thought was killed in the previous movie.
2: I, I think that they brought was him back somehow. Maybe he's put in a coma. Yeah, I, I guess it's so all
1: happened. Put in a coma, wakes up, goes all um, goodwill hunting on the walls in there, <laughs> and makes a bunch of <laughs> bunch of stuff in the hospital. Hospital room, plays some comic relief. He wears a uh, bath, uh, the uh, hospital robe, right, and the back's all open. You see his butt. So that was kind of funny. So.
2: so some of that humor was a little on the nose for me, but I thought he was funny overall. Like he, he was probably one of the better ones. I think for me, the movie-
1: and that's that's just me. You guys can rip him all you want; it doesn't matter. I, I, I like him, and again, I'm being 100 percent genuine when I say, if Data is working, great. Yeah. You know what? He, you know whose voice he does, Phil. In Young Justice, he does the Joker's voice in Young Justice. Oh, really? Yeah. He is the... Wait, I may be wrong on that. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think Mark Hamill does that voice on that one. I think okay. he does the Joker in Young Justice. Okay. He, I know he does one of those voices. I can see that. He also, in uh, Avengers Assemble, remember the cartoon? Avengers yeah, yeah. Assemble? He does the voice for Purple Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Anyway, Brent Spiner, folks. Yeah. Check I, him out. I think he needed to be in the movie,
2: but... There were so many other parts that would have just lacked if he wasn't there.
1: Yeah, you know, he was a pro- provided a little comic relief. He had a couple one-liners. Oh, that- the ending, the end too. He talks, <laughs> God, weird. He gets the last. He says the last thing. I think, doesn't he? He does. He does. All right, we won't get to that yet. All right, when I say this word to you, Phil, pro, who do you think of? Aaron Dyser. Yes, he is the pro. And um, he came on and did a movie that was near and dear to your heart. Well, did a movie about a franchise that was near and dear to your heart. There you go. And his heart as well. Yeah, he really wanted to do this movie. Yeah, he did. He did. However, however, he did the movie, and then he realized it's so bad. (laughs) I mean, he knew it already. But he talks about having to relive this movie. Yeah,
2: he has to go back and watch it again.
1: Yes. So this clip is a fairly short clip, really, about how we at the I at guess give him a pretty raw deal because the first movie we gave him was Season of the Witch, and then he had to do this one. Here he is, the pro. We love you, Aaron. We do, man. Aaron Dicer. In the house, in the hizzy!
0: There are so many things. I'm so excited to talk about this was This is a very painful experience. Can I just tell you? Please. Having to watch this again was torture i promised Telling myself that. i promised myself i was just going to put in the past and forget Mm-mm, about it no. because of that i can't come on a podcast and talk about it unless i watch it again because i dumped mm. it all before so now i have to put myself through that torture again
1: so this is so far off of actual avatar that you mean the, the like animated the, uh, series uh, yeah 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 that, that it's like nonsense to you, you know, I, listen to you
0: guys? My issue is not story primarily. I have some story issues, but my issue is there are so many other things other than story. Um I just, you know, I'm feeling like as a guest of this podcast, some people get to come on here and talk about like their favorite Marvel movies, you know, wonderful thing. And That's what I we have, did last week. <laughs> I have to watch the last airbender oh, so you're for the second time. You're offended. I'm just saying next time <laughs> let's have some fun.
1: Well, first time you're on I, I <laughs> season of the witch. Yes. So you have a really bad run, really. I mean, you're, you a, know, great, you're a great you're a great guest. The
0: horrible movie podcast. I do get that, so I know what I'm in for.
1: We're just putting you through the paces. of I get it. I totally get it. Coming <laughs> into this next time, we'll give you a grand slam. Like, what would be a perfect one for you to do?
0: Like a good movie? Like no, the,
1: I mean, like a good bad movie. A good bad movie. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Okay, don't but think about it, and then mm. I'm going to let you, you pick it. Okay, next time. All right. Even though we kind of picked this, kind of in a, the first one, Season of the Witch was definitely, you said, you know, just pick a movie. And I was like, yeah. All right. This oh, I one, loved that. This one's bad. I loved let's that. Let's do that. And then this one was more along the lines, we had talked about how bad this was, Ugh. and then we're like, oh, let's do that one. Ugh. So next time, it'll be all on you. It is so bad. Okay. Anyway, so I, I, thought, I thought Aaron would appreciate it. The fact that, yeah, we do kind of give him a raw deal. I, and we'll, when, he bring, when we bring him on again, I mean, I don't know. what I should make him do Jim and the Holograms. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you really do hate Aaron, don't you? No, I love him. I mean, he's great. Um, speaking of the DNA show and what what Aaron Dicer does. Yeah. His partner in crime on the DNA show and on Sif Pop. I just listened to Sif Pop today. It's, it's a great show. Absolutely. Danae Hughes. Danae has the record for, and, I, and this isn't bad, folks. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we, I don't care if we do an episode that is 20 seconds long or 3,020 seconds long. I don't really care. I really <laughs> don't care because it's audio. Each of these episodes is kind of like a child. That, I, that we bring in every week Phil we bring into the world <laughs> and this is a a very this is a very large child it's the record longest episode I've listened to it twice are you using that analogy
2: on purpose because? This is like the one episode that I wasn't there because the birth of my own child <laughs> was coming into the world. You were
1: bringing a baby. Well, yeah. your wife was bringing a baby. Well, into the it world. was
2: mostly my wife that had anything to do with it. It was your wife. Trust okay. me. It was. Right, yeah. Yes, it was your wife. It was all her. At any rate, but no, this is the one episode of yeah. the of the entire series that I wasn't there for. But I did go back and listen to it after our child. Was born. I, I literally,
1: I've listened to this episode twice. It's the longest episode, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. It's great. I, I was sad that I missed it think about this movie. Kroll came out in 1983 and I like, okay. When Jeff Jensen did rollercoaster, it was great because I think we ought to make it go to, I don't know, like, like two thousands movies, something like that. Mm-hmm. When you dip into the past further, man, there's just, there's, it's really a uh, green grass. You can really, it's, it's really uh good, good stuff to work on. You know, does it make sense. Yeah. And, uh, I, I I love doing commercials for things and I think in the future we need to do a Fire Mares commercial because this clip <laughs> is um about three minutes, but it's it really focuses on fire mares. Collect the whole set. <laughs> Now, well, I will say this. These are fire mares, and so they're... Uh, <laughs> they're a little more durable. Yes. Uh, they can they, run they a thousand leagues John one mayors, but they're fire mares.
0: But not only do can they run that fast, when they do run
1: that fast... Flame shoot flames should from your hubs, fire Like, mares. I'm talking Roadrunner flames Collect coming out. the whole set. It's a fire mare. Coming Christmas, 1983, it's fire mares. We are excited to bring you fire mares
8: from the movie Crawl.
1: And and in theaters this like, Christmas. Flame. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's my commercial for Fire Mares. Collect the whole <laughs> set. Fire Mares. Oh, Dad, it's a pony. Fire Mares. I love a fire mare. Daddy, buy me a fire mayor. Whip you. No. <laughs> Whip a fire mayor today.
6: I did not wow. understand how they were going to get the fire mares. I got spoiled again. Lord of the Rings. I forget. They don't have a Gandalf to whistle for yeah. flying creatures. Well,
1: they've killed them all off. They've they killed somehow, all, their, all their sages off.
6: They some, where, where are their horses? Oh, they can't do anything because they're not fire mares Got it, got it. But, like, one of them <laughs> jumps off of a cliff, and then they do all these tricks, like you're talking about, the circus. Yeah, just like a I circus. swear
0: I heard, like, a flute whistle go,
6: Yeah. You at did. one point. It was crazy. Um, and, Comedy. And then they just, like, jump on the horses, and I have a question for you guys on this one. Okay. Part, yes. With your expertise.
5: On fire Mares.
6: On on maybe westerns. I don't okay. know. How much of the on-screen was them doing barrel riding horses versus real horses? Because we go green screen here in epic, <laughs> never-ending story fashion. And they hadn't
0: done that to this point that I realized. Like, it was bad at this yeah, point. Yeah, this is I think the first time where they're,
1: Where they're riding and it's yeah. just flying by. Is they're it like, the look, horse flames barrel? out of the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> My thought was... What was on fire below them? Like when they were shooting those scenes, what did these crazy 1983 people agree on to? Fire? I
6: yeah. have no idea. Well, yeah, and the fire hasn't really even started yet. Fireman, so mare. <laughs> the, the whole thing! No! Daddy, I want to be a fireman when I grow up. I mean, they're like they're jetting across the ground and and they can fly.
5: Yeah, they jumped across.
6: They can fly across the Green Canyon. Why not? Why were they letting themselves be whipped around by evil yeah. men? Why not? They, why don't they just go fly they away? Broke, <laughs>
1: they broke them, but it showed them. It's true; that these they have to men them. have honor. There's honorous men. Honorous. They mm. are honorous.
6: I'm at the point. In my notes. I have seven pages of me being upset with the horses' mistreatment. So let me just keep skipping ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway great episode
2: do, do you guys I can't remember because again I didn't watch the movie and I wasn't there for the recording um do you guys explain what the fire mares are in that show in that episode of of horrible movie podcast they really
1: aren't i mean it's it's one of it's one of those things where we we talk about it some but it's like the the they're, are they horses they're horses on fire they're yeah they run so fast that they go on fire but that makes them go fast okay. It's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. That, that sounds ridiculous. It is stupid. Maybe not as ridiculous as a cyclops riding a fire mirror. A cyclops, <laughs> a cyclops that was... You're making me want to go watch this movie. A now, cyclops Jack. that could see his own death. Oh, my goodness. And knew he was supposed to die and, and in one spot, but, but cheated his own death <laughs> to race on a fire mirror. I mean, stupid looking. I mean, just the set in general, this thing is unbelievable. Anyway. Well. Yeah, good times. Uh, Firemares. Okay. Fantastic Four 2005 edition. Now, uh, we talked about playing a Comic-Con episode in the Volume 1. All right. We did Fantastic Four 2015. That thing is, it's just like a pile of goo. (laughs) 2005. I feel like has a little more heart and has a little clearer vision for the Fantastic Four characters. They didn't try to go off the deep end. Now, Fantastic Four 2015 is the ultimate Fantastic Four. It's kind of that rebranded kind of thing. The 2005 version is the standard meat and potatoes, uh, right down the line kind of stuff. It just doesn't look very good. The visual of it looks bad at times. Yeah. Rock Man, the thing is abysmal. But what is awesome? Here's what I'm going to tell you what's awesome. Avi Arad. When I say that name, you know who that is? No, I don't got, remember. Well, you're going to learn who that is when I talk about the Deet section of Fantastic Four, the 2005. Oh album, yeah, right? I remember this now. Man, this guy. It, it's like if you were going to talk about Chuck Norris it, it makes, and make up a big bio. Yeah, you know Avi Arad would beat that.
2: Oh yeah. It's pretty impressive. He makes he's done more in like he, in two years of his life. He's done more than what we'll do
1: in a lifetime. Yeah, he's kind of an interesting cat. So anyway, Avi Arad. Uh, we talked about a uh, couple other things in it, but the deet section and uh, interesting stuff, folks. And if you didn't know about Avi, you're about ready to learn about him. Prepare to feel worthless. Yeah, seriously. Now it's time on our show. Everyone loves to love this segment called Time for some Deets. Everyone loves it. When all of the fan mail that I get, Becca, of all the fan mail, people say, man, that deeds section, that's my favorite. Oh, really? Um,
7: They're impressed with all of your knowledge. Your your research. Yep.
1: Let me tell you. <laughs> um, Time for some Deets. Fantastic Four. It's a movie. Directed by Tim Story. What a bet Is there a better name for a person to tell a story in a, cinem- a cinem- cinematographical way then yeah. be named Tim Story.
7: Pretty perfect. Tell
1: me a story. Well, it's great because my name's Tim. Tim Story. I bet story. that's how he got the job. Avi Arad is one of the producers. Now, uh, you guys may say, well, who's that, Jack? He is got his hands all over a lot of production stuff. Uh, Spider-Man stuff. Um, a bunch of other stuff. Which Spider-Man? Um, can I tell you, uh, this is a repeat Andrew? offender. This is a repeat offender. Because he was a producer on Double Dragon, Ooh. great movie uh, for the horror movie podcast. He was a producer on. You ready for this one? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna rattle off what he was a producer on, and you guys' eyes are gonna explode. Yeah. Uh, Double Dragon. Um. Let's see what else. Hold, please. While I access your account. Um. Do, 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 X-Men, do, Blade do. Two, Blade, the 2003 Daredevil, Spider-Man. He is all over. I mean, the Pun- 2004 Punisher, the 2003 Hulk, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man 3. I
7: mean. Dude. So this is like not knows, the Amazing. This is uh, Tobey totally Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, no, he, but he also got, gets production on Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. He's really in on the. Uh, hey, he
7: knows his Marvel stuff, I bet.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. He grew up on Superman and Spider-Man comics translated into Hebrew. What? what? Um he was <laughs> born in Israel to two Holocaust survivors from Poland. What? Holy cow. I, yeah.
7: I
5: wow. Yeah.
1: I want to meet Good him. For him. I do too. Good for him. Hey. Um found he fought in and was wounded in the 1967 6-day war. Spent 15 days in the hospital.
5: Oh my gosh.
7: <laughs> and
2: he's making
5: movies? A- after, this dude is legit.
1: After he moved to the US, he enrolled in Hofstra University, Studied industrial management. Worked as a truck driver and a Hebrew teacher. Put himself through college. Graduated oh. with a BBA in 1972. Holy My gosh! Pretty awesome. Um, hold on one second. I'm giving you some good good information here. Uh, he Can ended we up talk getting about con- him this he whole ended up getting, Well, he ended up getting control of Marvel Comics in 1996. Um, and made all kinds of deals up for toys and everything else. So he's made a lot of money. Good wow. for him. Good
8: for him. Wow.
1: Good for him. Um, anyway, that's the producer of this movie. What's his name again? Avi Arad.
7: All right. Avi oh. Arad.
1: I mean, he's an impressive person. Yeah. That was interesting. Yes. Um, okay. Next is another clip from Fantastic Four. My wife, Amanda. I did, I left this out. Uh, Rebecca Walker was on it and did a great job. Yeah. She's great. She will be a return guest. No yeah. Doubt I would love it. to have her back. Um, Amanda and her and I talk about the Rotten Tomatoes uh, percentage for the 2005 edition of Fantastic Four versus the 2015 version. Here it goes.
7: What did Rotten Tomatoes say about Fantastic Four 2005?
1: I don't know. It said probably um, no plot. Uh,
7: I have it right here. Not good. Oh, please tell us. Go ahead. Okay, so the tomato meter says twenty seven percent. Good. The audience score says forty five percent. The two thousand fifteen, um, the two the two thousand fifteen was a lot worse, at nine percent. That's bad. <laughs> Yeesh, that's bad. Well, because that's when you start comparing it to. Marvel that we have nail
1: and, and the and this one too.
7: Yes, the audience score on that was 19. And, and the
1: biggest thing too in 2015, 2016, 2014, 2013, 2012, 2011, you have the internet that drives everything and people skewer movies so badly that they can't even get they, they get out the first time a a critic sees it, they start reviewing it online mm-hmm. and it's like that that rating Man, it just never like it never can pull itself out of it unless it's just overwhelmingly great. So, um, what are some goods in this movie, Becca? Good things. What are some goods?
0: Um, it was a pretty location. You mentioned that. Good Some of the scenery was yes. pretty. Yes. Um,
1: I always say that though.
8: <laughs> it what it really was. If you pretty were an, if so you were much. an actor
1: or if you were a, a director and you could pick your locations, wouldn't you pick? Yeah. The most beautiful places ever. Yeah.
2: So you can at least get that positive yes. out of it.
1: And the actors would probably love it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, I tell you what, the final movie we're going to talk about in our greatest hits is actually not from that long ago. Just a couple weeks ago. Dave Flemings, folks. Dave is the man, guys. I don't know if you knew this, but he was on the Dana Last show. He was on. A syndicated radio show that literally, Phil, has probably five million listeners a day. So just a little bit more than what we have. Just a couple. Wrap your mind around that, though. Like, that's impressive. That's crazy. That's nuts. Anyway, Dana Lash. Anyway, Dave was on there, and we talked to him in the preview episodes. If you want to hear about that and a little bit of that interview, listen to that. Um But he, my friend, points out a couple things. One of my favorite sayings ever from the Horror Movie Podcast is smokers. (laughs) Here they are, folks. Smokers. Smokers! Get out of the sun!
3: Smokers?
2: All right, that sets the tone for this. I remember watching the movie with you guys, and we like re, that was the only part of the movie that we we rewound the video. Like we're like we gotta watch that again. Did he just say what we thought he it's said? It's like
1: on Andy Lewin on uh, Double Dragon, the Satori part of it. Yeah, the screaming that Satori. Yeah, Satori. Yeah. Anyway, smokers too. Gosh, that's terrible. <sighs> oh, man. Okay, so this sets up um, the Mariner, who is Kevin Costner. Um, he rants, he rants at the women that have come into his life. I put in my notes for this clip, Mariner goes fishing for a big fish and wishes he was single again. Here's my rant about the Mariner's rant. Here you go.
3: Next thing you know. They decide the, that 's when this they go he goes fishing for the sea monster by we 're hungry kind of, kind we 're so skiing. hungry
1: you 've only saved yeah. our lives three times <laughs> why don 't you give us some food too he 's like when I started this journey, I was by myself. I had enough water for myself to drink once a day. Yeah, I could catch all the fish I wanted because guess what? I am a fish and I think like a fish. And there's
3: no, there's no, no, no nothing holding me back. Right. And now I've got had it made. this girl and a woman telling me I what mean, to it do. It was like, it was like Christopher Cross. Sailing takes me away. I mean, he had it made. He, he had was, the greatest
1: life. He did. His little flippers kicked back and his gills breathing that. Delicious air above the ground. Well, anyway, and here these women are. Well, now they want stuff. He's like, "You want fish? You're hungry. Let me show you how it's done." He ties a rope to his own legs. He leaps into the into the water like Flipper, and he swims. And this huge, gigantic mutant fish thing—I'm talking Moby Dick-sized fish. <laughs> it was like from the the. It was like the
3: creature from Tremors.
1: It or was something. huge. Yeah, uh, the mouth opened in four directions, <laughs> and he basically. Let's himself be eaten, but then he shoots the harpoon and kills it. And yeah, so next from scene, the inside of the yes, monster, from the inside of the belly of the beast. Jonah,
3: right. Jonah. Then, then it's hibachi
1: time. Yeah, it is hibachi, and he grills out right there on the boat, and uh, it's delicious. They all Deb, Deb from uh, what's it? Anola. I was getting her name. Wrong. <laughs> canola. Enola, canola. They're That's chowing canola down. on there. They're eating. They're loving this fish. Yeah, way to go, man. Way to go. And finally, uh, we're gonna cap this off with. What I view as a segment that we will bring Dave on anytime we have a movie, and Dave, Dave may not be doing this movie, but we will record Dave, whether we have to go to him at church or wherever we have to go to him at, and get a microphone of him giving us some post-apocalyptic tips. Folks, it's Dave's post-apocalyptic tips. It's good stuff, man. Find some har- harpoons and some hooks is what is the key, key to this. Here he is. Waterworld Dave's post apocalyptic tips Dave's post apocalyptic
3: tips tip, 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 tip. So so I have some takeaways from from the movie that that I I think that anybody really that watches the movie is going to kind of uh walk away with these valuable lessons um if you are <clears throat> if you're the post apocalyptic good guys in in Waterworld uh in this world Number one, always, always make sure you have plenty of airtight containers, pontoons, and miscellaneous flotation devices. Because you never know when your catamaran is going to get ransacked right by, you know, the crazy Mad Max guys. Uh, number two, always leave the kids behind if and when you decide to have adult relations on a, on a boat. Dear Lord. Okay. And, and number three, this is very important, always have plenty... Have plenty of those. uh, What they call those uh, um, carabiners? Oh, carabiners! Carabiners uh, for rope climbing and grappling. Because um, apparently um, that was that was really that's a big deal in the post apocalyptic Water. You almost said apparently that was. No, no, no. This is the future,
1: right? So (laughs) so,
3: get used to it. Yeah, was this is is our future? So, so now, if, if you are one of the bad guys. In the post-apocalyptic water world, <clears throat> always make sure you wear protective eyewear. We saw from our our protagonists that that was that's a valuable lesson. You might poke your eye out, right? You just might have your eye yeah poked out or, or do it yourself or gouge. N- number two, always keep a henchman around to have bolt cutters handy for those harpoon cables. You got to have them. You have to because you never know when somebody's going to wrap something around your plane. You know, fuselage I mean, or we're, whatever. We're and talking uh, the most harpoons. We've
1: got sea news in this yes. movie, and we got harpoons. It's very out the harpoon heavy, season.
3: big this time. movie. Right? The harpoon and, union and, is excited about you this know, movie. The the most <laughs> valuable lesson. The most valuable lesson. If you're a bad guy in a post-apocalyptic water world, is always put away your grappling hooks that are just lying around. Because Kevin Costner has a knack for finding grappling Absolutely. hooks and and, and 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 miscellaneous hooks and things to to you know travel on his ropes and, totally. and swing around on and he's gonna yeah so I if like you're it. a bad guy put those back where you found them those are tips from
1: dave that's right in a post apocalyptic world water world in a water world these are tips to live by i like it i like it dave yeah.
2: so basically you've relegated dave to only do post apocalyptic
1: oh, movies oh no he can do another episode but I mean, I'm talking like if we did. Let me think of a good one. If we did Demolition Man, uh-huh. I'd bring him on and have him do some post-apocalyptic tips for that. Because like you know, civilization. Anytime civilization crumbles to the ground, or we have to come in after. Like your your is it Rotten Ruin book you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. He could come in, in and, and tell us all said. about the ro- if he if he read Rotten Ruin that series. He could give us some post apocalyptic t- tips about that world. Yeah. Or maybe some ticks. Maybe there are ticks that have caused this whole thing. Post-apocalyptic ticks. Ticks, ticks. They bite. Tics. They bite you <laughs> and give you Lyme disease. All right, nothing to joke about. I'm sorry, anyone with Lyme disease is listening. I'm sorry. Um, all right, Phil. Pretty good. Great. As good as you thought it would be, or better. It's exactly what I thought
2: it would be. Just right down the middle of the line. That's a average? No, no, it was
1: great. I loved it. I'm a little depressed right now. No, I'm um I'm on Cloud Nine, man. That cloud was so- nine like a, a Fire Mares collect the whole set. Fire mares. Racing to the sun. Rickshaw Rally. Jack, what are you into these days? Um, I'm into working a lot right now. <laughs> it sounds like and it. And my head's going to explode, I think.
2: So we uh I don't think we've ever talked about our jobs, and we don't have to really yeah. ha- do that, but we both work at schools, yes. and um, here... The, it's the beginning of the year, folks. Here in this part of the country, yeah, schools started up this week.
1: Yeah, and it's wild. It's insane. Um, I have a lot to do with sports, and it's wild right now, folks. And so, in the beginning of the year, I also deal with a lot of transfers of different, of different varying things, and, man, folks, people be moving. you are be surprised how many people move into the town that I work at. You know? so, <laughs> and so um, I deal a lot with that. And there's always questions. Beginning of the year, teachers have questions about stuff, things like that.
2: I'm looking forward to it's quieting down. down. Yeah, it's yeah. Just insane. Like, whether you're a teacher or like both of us are kind of in a – well, you're more administrative. I'm like in a support role. Yeah. Um, but it's – I mean this is like the worst time of year,
1: man. Well, it's just nonstop. and It'll even out, Yeah. but, but it's yeah, going to take some time. Um, really, I, I, folks, listen. Listen. I listen to – my job allows me to listen to some podcasts because I have to type a lot or I'm having to work on a computer or if I'm in my office or whatever. Um, I could go down the list. I'm going to name off – Five podcasts okay. that I listen to on a regular basis. Okay, I already and know what one of them is. Five five podcasts that I listen to, um, and I, actually, I'm going to give you four that I listen to, and one that I started listening to that actually I've never really said this, but really spawned this podcast. Okay, the first one I'm going to list off uh, the one one I listen to on a weekly basis is the Ross Report, which is Jim Ross's podcast. I'm a huge wrestling fan, folks. I'm just going to tell you, I'm a huge wrestling fan and really not in a way of like, I really want to go watch wrestlers wrestle as much. I love the history of wrestling. I love the stupidity of wrestling at times. The characters of it, the stories of it. You're, you're actually kind of getting me into
2: wrestling. Like yeah. this past Sunday, we just watched SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah,
1: no, yeah, we're not gonna give away any spoilers.
2: No, no, anything. but I mean, I, I really enjoy watching those. I, I'm like a quarterly wrestling fan. Like I just, yeah. I, we, I watch it every few months. There are
1: the four big WWE pay per views. Yeah, which they're not even pay per views anymore because the WWE. So it.
2: WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Where are the other
1: two? Um Let's count Survivor Series. Okay, and then um what's my other one? Royal Rumble. Yeah, your yeah, favorite. Yeah. Oh, the, I, I favorite. love the Rumble. Your yeah. favorite, yeah. So, anyway, I, the, wrestling is fun. Jim Ross was the on-air commentator for WWE, one of them, for you know, like almost two decades. So, anyway, and he's just a smart dude. He's from Oklahoma. He's a big Oklahoma Sooners fan. I'm not a big Sooners fan, but he likes football, talks about football. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. But, listen, folks, I know you know about... Steve Austin and Austin 3C. I mean, it's he talks <laughs> about so many things and he has so many random people on that podcast. It's great. Okay. I'm gonna divert away from wrestling now. Uh ner- the Nerdist. I listen to the Nerdist a lot. It's Interesting. great. It's a great podcast. I used to listen to Man, that it's a, a great time. podcast. Great interview podcast. Um, let me think about another one here. Uh recently started I have started listening pretty regularly to Sith Pop. It's great. Uh, and that's a local, like I said, with a friend of our friends of ours. Danae and, and uh, Aaron Dicer.
2: We've got some of our friends to start listening to that as well. I'm going to so. give you another
1: random one to listen to. Bad Christian Podcast. Have you ever listened to it? No, I've heard about it. Hey, I'm telling you right now, uh, Randy Akers, who we both know, uh, mentioned it to me. And it's actually um, the Classic Crime's lead singer and the band Emery's lead singer. Oh, really? Yeah very interesting very a good podcast um there's some cussing on it and there's cussing on a couple of those podcasts so family friendly wise just know what you're getting into and then um i mean there's so many others that let's do but the big one here's the big one folks the, this is really weird i know what this one is hey seriously go bayside is a podcast that april richardson who is a stand up comedian who's connected to I think she's on the Chelsea Lately show, which I'm not that big a fan of Chelsea Lately. Like, but April Richardson, hilarious. She has a podcast called Go Bayside, and it is chronicling. She talks about every episode of Saber the Bell. The, the premise of this show is so brilliant that I'm ashamed that we didn't think of it first. Right, and so then we basically we do this podcast and we just go through the movies. But man, I wish I could. I I wanted to do a podcast then after I watched. I I started listening to hers. Maybe I could just do every episode of Alf. And I used to make jokes about that. I should do an Alf podcast.
2: But anyway. Uh, we listened to one episode together when we were coming back from Kansas City. Um, we went to Planet, Planet Comic Con. And it was really good. Like, yeah. I, I hadn't just seen the episode. I think I would have enjoyed listening to her episode, having just watched the episode that they talk about. Yes. But what's so brilliant about their show is that it's about the same length as watching the actual TV
1: episode. Absolutely. So it's good times. Anyway. Huge um, just kind of a huge props to her for having that idea for that podcast. And here's the other thing I like. I like if I were a stand up comedian, like if I if I did that for a living, why wouldn't you have a podcast as an another outlet to help get your name out? Yeah. Does that makes sense? Yeah. Um so that's what she does for a living? She doesn't I mean she's a stand up okay. comedian. Okay. And she's on She's on Chelsea lately, some, but I mean she tours. Like she tours with Chris Hardwick and she's in Corporate with those. She's
2: a funny. Lot. She's funny on the, she's really on the podcast, much, yeah. Uh,
1: cracks me up. Anyway, random stuff. Cool. That's those are what, some good things to check out. Things things to check out. Podcasts are fun. Um, and um we just it's a good time. It's a really good time. So it's a good outlet, folks. It's a good outlet. Some people blog, okay. Our friend Angie Ross. Does a blog as well. Um, And it's called... The Effervescent effervescent. Bookworm. Right.
2: Effervescent Bookworm. Uh, Angie Ross. Our friend
1: Angie Ross does a a blog. And it's called The Effervescent Bookworm. And you need to check it out. And so it's like some people blog, some people podcast. It's the same kind of outlet. And it's a good outlet. So check that out. Anyway, just wanted to put a little plug in there. I never really mentioned that. We should always prop and give uh, you know some props to people we know correct yes Phil is a DJ on the weekends folks not true he does parties if your uh, kid has a bar mitzvah uh, he would come to your bar mitzvah nope okay um, not at all a thousand dollars would you do a bar mitzvah no
5: what
1: no I wouldn't do that I don't even have DJ equipment I've
5: figured <laughs> out a way thousand
2: bucks
1: <laughs> I, I
2: might be. Can, yes. I could be persuaded yes. to do anything for $1,000. Well, maybe
1: not, not anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we talked about Gollum. Now we talked about a bar mitzvah. What's next, a dreidel? All right. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Horror Movie Podcast, Greatest Hits, Volume 2. And uh, it was pretty good, Phil. That was fun. It was awesome. I had a good time. I got somebody here that wants to say bye. Oh yeah, yeah. Who do you think it is? Is it Miller? Your your
2: son, Miller? No, you've told, had him on the podcast right before. You can't
1: see him behind the. You can't see him behind the wall over here.
2: Okay, let me look over the wall here.
1: Hey, Phil, it's Beerwood. Oh my gosh! Thanks for two to live. I didn't know you were there. Who I We're volume two. Uh, Check me out! I'm gonna be down there at the Borders bookstore. Uh, There, uh, oh, it's closed. Never mind. Uh, We're gonna be down here at the uh, TJ Maxx here in Springfield, Missouri, at the mm, TJ Maxx at the Glenstone, and right across from the Target. I'll be signing my new book. It's called Bear Wolf. Thank you very much. Hot mix one hundred one point three.